Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. Hey, what's up, League of Wildness? Wildman Dan here, and welcome to the Live Wild or Die podcast. Before we dive into the episode, just a couple quick announcements. Number one, Stoic. After like a year and a half journey, it's live on the website. We've got just a few hundred in stock. Get them while they're here. It's uh, it's the gym for your feet. The reviews have been epic from Kickstarter, and unfortunately. Those reviews are not on the site because we need to link them in there, but people are loving it. So grab yours if you've uh, if you've been waiting. We've got Isocore X as well. This is actually something that'll relate to this podcast. I'm going to talk about kind of building this fitness pyramid. But Isocore X is something you can use literally every single day to work on your shoulder health, mobility, and even strength. So if you've been thinking about it, again check out the reviews. People are loving it. I'd highly suggest adding it into your quiver of wildness. All right. And on the Kickstarter front, so Stoic is going to be basically 100% fulfilled by early next week, which is amazing. Thank you for your patience. I just, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been a journey, but man, we made something exceptional. So thanks guys. Second, Pocket Monkey 2, Kim just sent me a note. We are submitting basically the backer kit surveys to make sure everything looks good. So a smoke test for Pocket Monkey 2 will be coming out here very, very soon. And then we'll get those headed your way shortly after. So, man, it's uh, it's finally here. The new era of wildness. All right, let's dive in. What's up, League of Wildness? Wildman Dan here, and welcome to the Live Wild or Die podcast. I was out on the trail yesterday. I was actually, I was running hill sprints and one of the recovery walks back to my starting position. I was just, I was thinking about building this fitness pyramid in the sense of kind of like, what should you be doing the most? And then what's kind of like the second most, third most, fourth most, et cetera. So it's, it's more about the frequency of these things versus like you have to have one before going on to the other, although it certainly helps to have that for sure. So I'm just going to, what I'll do is I'll kind of list off the whole pyramid and then I'll talk about each one individually. So I've got six components. So the first component is nutrition. Second component or second layer, movement. Third, range of motion. Four, strength. Five, power. Six, intensity. All right. So, excuse me. It's a little dry here in uh, Colorado today. So talking about nutrition. So essentially, and again, this is about, it's, it's the frequency of focus or engagement with these different layers versus you have to have one before the other. Although it certainly helps to have a solid foundation as you move up. So nutrition, this isn't anything new, but Man, it's like if you aren't eating well, it's it's not that you can't get fitter or increase your conditioning, get stronger, all that, but man, it just makes it so much harder. Also, if you're eating well, if your nutrition is dialed, you're just you're gonna have more energy. And that's gonna lead into number two, which is movement. So if you have if you're eating well, you have the energy, 
you feel good. That's going to help you be motivated and then take action, have the discipline to take action, right? And then that's going to help with increasing movement. And the way I think of movement is more, it's basically locomotion. And if you think about it from an, uh, like an evolutionary perspective, you know, we were just walking around most of the time, squatting up and squatting, getting up and down off the ground. If you've ever spent a significant time out in the wilderness, backpacking, anything like that. I mean, basically all you do all day is walk around, get up and down off the ground, jump over things, carry some stuff. I mean, it's pretty ubiquitous if you kind of remove all the modern world and get into the woods. It's, I feel like there's a very consistent movement pattern, or at least there's a high frequency and volume of those things, walking, getting up and down the, off the ground, carrying things around. So number two, movement. In my notes, I've got, like I said, walking, hiking. It could be swimming. It could be rucking. I would say like biking, skateboarding, snowboarding, skiing, climbing, any sort of quote unquote natural or quote unquote functional movement. Although I guess a bike is technically mechanized, but I think you guys get the point it's moving. And when I say movement, I'm not talking about running like a 5k as hard as you can or doing like a time mile as hard as you can. Movement's more about just moving. It's not necessarily even, or it doesn't necessarily even have to be a workout. It, again, it could just be, I do this all the time. I'll get out first thing in the morning whether it's a run or a walk, I'm not thinking about it as like a workout as much as just general getting in movement reps. I like that. Get your movement reps in. So we've got nutrition. That's number one. Movement number two. Number three is range of motion. And I think range of motion can be broken down into two main pillars. So you've got mobility and flexibility. And to get, if we want to get technical into the exercise physiology jargon, so mobility is typically described as movement about a joint. So think about moving your arm, and the shoulder joint, the movement of your knee, your ankle. How is the mobility in that joint? Is there stiffness? Do you get stuck? Is there some impingement? Things of that nature. Flexibility is typically talking about the lengthening of a muscle. So think about folding over, touching your toes, doing like a tricep stretch, pulling your elbow up and arm behind your back, the classic standing quad stretch, whatever it is. So mobility, movement about a joint, flexibility, lengthening of a particular muscle or muscle group. Why I put this as number three is because those having good mobility and good flexibility is going to allow you to access the next layer, which is strength. So as your mobility improves, as your flexibility improves, it's just going to open up access to these other things. It's, it's not, it's not that you have to have the best mobility and best flexibility in the world to access these things, but relative to yourself, the better your mobility the better, the better your flexibility, just the more access you're going to have to increasing your fitness, general well-being, and capacity. All right, so moving up to number four is strength. 
and I just how I'm going to define it here is strength is just how much force can you produce, whether that's through a body weight exercise or lifting an external load. What's kind of like the what does that look like? How much force can you produce? Increasing your strength that's going to help literally strengthen your entire body, especially if you're doing compound exercises, whether that's body weight or again, lifting external load, but the stronger you get, you're going to increase the strength of your bones. You're well, you're not only increasing the strength of your muscles, but you're increasing the strength of your bones, tendons, ligaments, connective tissue, all those things. So you just, you literally have a stronger frame to build off of, which is important for number five, which is power. So power is how fast can you generate force? So strength, how much force can you produce? Power, how fast can you produce that force? So the classic difference is like, think of a power lifter deadlifting like a thousand pounds. It's not a very fast exercise, especially at the, especially when you're pulling uh, a thousand off the ground, right? Very slow. When you think of Olympic weightlifting, it's extremely fast, powerful, explosive, so strength is kind of the foundation that you lay to generate power. Power, how fast can you generate force? Again, this is, as we go up this ladder, we're opening up more things, right? And number six is going to be intensity. So think of intensity as maybe it's like a Tabata with Monkey 360. Maybe it's running hill sprints like I was doing the other day. Maybe it's doing like an exceptionally wild workout from the tactical two training manual intensity is typically something that you might be sore from the next day. And it's not to say we're seeking soreness specifically, but intensity, it's a much higher uh, stress load on the body. And as I mentioned in the beginning, so these six layers, how I wanted to discuss them today was, in relation to frequency and volume. And so what I mean by that is nutrition is something you need to focus on every day, every meal. We're trying, we're trying to like win nutrition all the time, every time. Okay. Moving up the layer movement. Again, that's something we want to move as much as we possibly can every single day, as long as it's, uh, regenerative, it's building you up and it's not breaking you down. So maybe like if you're sick or have an injury, like moving through that isn't necessarily maybe in your best interest. Range of motion again, every single day spend, I've been pretty, pretty good about this where every time I train, once I finish, I'm spending like at least five minutes, if not 10 or 15 minutes working specifically on mobility and flexibility. Also, first thing in the morning, I'll get up, excuse me, do a little routine, which would love to share with you guys via some media form of video. Maybe, uh, maybe a YouTube series on that would be useful. Let me know if you're psyched on that. Again, range of motion, that's something you should be working on every single day, but you don't need to do it like for hours, you know, maybe five, 10 minutes in the morning five, 10 minutes, uh, before you go to bed, if you're working in an office, maybe take little stretch breaks throughout the day, but it's not something you need to be doing again, like hours of right strength. So here's, we're going to start kind of breaking things down a little bit more. So strength training 
depending on what your goals are, I don't think there's anything wrong with strength, training strength specifically like five or six days a week. I wouldn't, I don't think it's necessary to do seven days a week. I guess you could, but I think if you're psyched on it and your goal is really to get strong, five or six days of strength training, no problem with that. However, again, we're not going to be training strength for hours every day. Maybe it's half hour, an hour of actual focused strength training. Okay. Moving on to power frequency is going to be a little bit less now. And power specifically has a lot to do with basically efficient efficiency of the neuromuscular connection. So it's a lot of it has to do with essentially how fast can your brain activate as many muscle fibers as possible to do that. And at least to do it well, you need to be relatively recovered. So you don't power is not something you want to train like in a fatigue state. So training power two to three days a week. And again, the set power sessions, you shouldn't necessarily feel tired. So example, an example would be like doing squat jumps or something like that. You don't want to do 20 squat jumps in a row. If your goal is to specifically train power, cause you're going to start to get fatigued. You want to do maybe like three to eight reps, focus on quality, full recovery. So you do, let's say you did five squat jumps. You could rest two to five minutes in between sets just to make sure you're fully recovered. You're focusing on quality. You're building that efficient neuromuscular connection. And then last on the list, intensity. So hit training has been super popular, Tabata, all that stuff, interval training, whatever you want to call it, or just straight up like going hard. I love it. I think it's an important part of a well-rounded, healthy, productive fitness practice. However, you just got to use it appropriately. So it's going to vary individual to individual, but intensity is something you should probably, it's probably the least on the volume side. And that's not to say you can have waves or phases where you go exceptionally hard Maybe you're doing several longer intensity sessions throughout the week, but to do that throughout the entire year, it's probably going to have diminishing returns. So how I like to do intensity is somewhere between like two or three days a week. And it's all about kind of like the power. It's, it's about quality. So if you're not, if you do like, back-to-back sessions, or if you're just, you're doing intensity training too often, it's not going to have the same result. And what made me think of this whole pyramid idea was because I was doing sprints. I was doing a very intense, I was doing hill sprints, very intense exercise. And I was thinking to myself, how, how would I describe, or how would I kind of build a program or talk to someone about building a program for their themselves that involves sprinting? That led me to kind of breaking down this pyramid, these layers and sprint sprinting, which would be high intensity. That was kind of at the top of this pyramid or at the top of these layers. And again, I think it's, you, you want intensity in your training. It's necessary to really have those breakthroughs in your fitness. However, it just, um, it kind of gets all the fame. It gets all the spotlight. It's sexy it feels good. You get the endorphins, all that, but it just needs to be used appropriately and very tactfully. So again, for me personally, what I'm doing in my training 
it's like two or three high intensity, I'll say sessions a week. And that those sessions could be something like hill sprints. It could be something kind of like a high intensity circuit. It could be even lifting weights. It could be like a Tabata with 360 and it, you know, you're doing it right when it's hard. (laughs) It probably hurts a little bit and you want to stop. I've also recently been, uh, doing some sessions with just straight up body weight, which I'm pretty psyched on. I actually took pocket monkey for a run today and got in a little sesh. So intensity, there's a lot of different ways to cut it, but it's just something you want to make sure you're using tactfully add it in, make sure you're fully recovered. And when you're doing it, bring it, bring 100% wildness to those sessions. So hopefully this was helpful to you guys. Again, it's, it's actually been a pretty useful exercise for myself. Just thinking about how I kind of structure my, on a day-to-day basis, week to week, month to month, and then throughout the whole year. So thanks for tuning in once again to the live wild or die podcast. Let's keep getting wilder. I'll see you guys out there.